They're in the Shadow Realm. How'd you know? The atmosphere there has a darkness like no other. It's as if color fears to tread. It's unmistakable. Well, then, if it's color we need, let's bring the rainbow. Bring the rainbow? Is that a catchphrase or something? She's only been a Thor for a minute. I mean, saving lives, she's quite good at, but the rest of it, she needs work. I'm Derek. And I'm Noah. And you're listening to A Bite Home. Where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. Unless it's a movie and then it's a whole nibble. Yeah, the whole thing. Consuming. Oh, biting. The whole meal. Yeah. The whole <laughs> thing. The whole love and thunder of it all. Thor love and thunder. <laughs> thunder. <laughs> thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The newest Marvel movie finally came out after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, excited to talk about it. It felt like we didn't get Marvel movies for a really long time, and now we're lucky enough that we have too much. <laughs> in a sense, <laughs> but it does feel nice to have them again. Yeah, yeah, the movies themselves. We've had so many shows, but it's well, nice right. to get the movies. You figure between Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness and Love and Thunder, like two months? Yeah. Right? Quick turnaround. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think we have more uh, Wakanda Forever comes out at the end of this year, I believe. So a bit more of a break. Yes. Than this last time. I want to say, does something else come? I don't know. I should have written that down. Probably like four more shows. (laughs) She-Hulk, What If Season 2. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. A lot coming up. But I'm super excited to talk about this. I mean, anything that Taika does, I think Derek and I are both very much willing to watch and see where it goes. C S E A where it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we've spoken about our flag means death on here. Have we? No, not yet. Well, guys, go watch it. It's on HBO yeah. Max. It's incredible. It's Taika Waititi. Yeah, that's how he says his name, and that's how I'm going to start saying his name. Gay pirates. Gay pirates. Very good. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the bulk of the episode, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at a bite of pod. Also, we have a Patreon. I've said this many times. If you like the show, you can support us there. Get bonus content, videos, all that kind of stuff. And then last but not least, leave us a little review. Give us a little stars. Subscribe to the show. Do all those great things. All of the stuff can be found in the description in the episode. So click on that. I don't know. I mean, whatever app you listen to, it's, yeah. it's there somewhere. I mean, the review <laughs> can literally be like, these guys, so fun. Thumbs up. And then five stars. <laughs> That's it. Or just high. <laughs> just wow. Pick pick an emoji. And then five stars. Oh, fun. Right? Yeah. Just do it. Just do a one emoji review of the pot. Giant <laughs> poop emoji. Don't. Got. Throw up. Dizzy Don't. eyes. Oh. Drunk. Oh, or that new like <laughs> melting face. Yeah. You know I like one? the one that's like invisible. Like disappear. Oh, the, yeah. It's like the dotted line. Yeah. Do any of those. It's fine. We'll love it all. Come a long way. <laughs> Such a long way. Imagine posting that on social media. <laughs> That's fun. Here's our review. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be talking about pretty much the full plot. The entire plot. All yeah. of our thoughts. So huge spoiler. Yes. Warning right now. Yes. And I don't, nothing ties into some of the Disney Plus shows. I'm sure we might talk about it, but mm. 
just in case, spoiler warning for the whole MCU. <laughs> yeah. To- Noah and I are such goobers that, you know, when they have the Marvel thing that comes up in the beginning at of any property, Ms. Marvel was in this one. And we both were like, <gasps> it's Ms. Marvel. Yeah. In the theater, we we're like, oh, yay. She, she made, made it, it. Yeah. already. <laughs> you know what's kind of funny, though, is that she had her costume in that. But well, we didn't get her costume yet in the show. We, we, we were just talking about this in the last episode of the podcast. We're like, I'm like, she's at that movie thing, that banquet, that food thing in her costume. Now she's in the Marvel thing in her costume. Yeah. Hopefully this last episode, she's in her costume. She has to. All the marketing has her costume. So if we don't get it, that's real weird. Uh, they really let us on. Yeah. All right. But let us officially take a bite of Thor, Love and Thunder. Aww. that's thunder right no lightning no yeah thunder is the noise we kind of had this comes up in the movie i feel like <laughs> it, does. it does there's no thunder without lightning and vice versa so <laughs> yay all right let's get all the details out of the way who is on the menu for this episode slash this movie we got director taika waititi writers taika waititi yes. and also jennifer robinson the cast is very easy to see. Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, Natalie Portman, and Christian Bale. Those are our main characters. I'm not going to say Taika Waititi again, but he's in it as well. Also in it. <laughs> triple threat. Yes. Triple, triple threat. Before we get into all of our thoughts and feelings, we thought we'd lay the groundwork here and give you a brief synopsis of the movie. That way, when we're bringing things up, you're like, wait, what are they talking about? So, <laughs> Well, hopefully you saw the movie. <laughs> Or, like we said, <laughs> we're just going to be ruining the entire thing. Yeah. So, after Endgame, Thor goes on a cosmic adventure with the Guardians of the Galaxy. He and Korg leave them behind after a mission with two screaming goats and head to New Asgard, which is actually on Earth. Meanwhile, Valkyrie isn't meant for the throne life. Jane Foster has stage four cancer, and Gore, the God Butcher, lost his daughter and is on a mission to kill all gods. Next on his list are the Asgardians. As Thor and Korg get to new Asgard, it's under gory attack. Surprise, Jane is now the mighty Thor, and Thor comes face to face with his ex-girlfriend, his ex-weapon, and a new big bad. Gore kidnaps new Asgard's kids, and Korg, Thor, mighty Thor, and Valkyrie need to get them back. They go to Omnipotent City to ask the gods of the universe for help. A very Greek Zeus denies them help and entry to the orgy afterwards. A no-no. Thor and gang (laughs) steal Zeus's lightning bolt and head to defeat Gore in the Shadow Realm. It turns out Jane figures out Stormbreaker is the key to Gore's ultimate goal, which is to meet eternity where he can make any wish or desire true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gore defeats the heroes, and it's time for a regroup. Valkyrie is indisposed, and Jane's cancer is getting worse every time she uses the hammer. Thor must defeat Gore alone. That was very Thor. hard to say. Gore. Yeah. Thor and Gore. <laughs> well, with a bunch of help from some juiced-up Asgardian kids it does of this scene, I can't wait to talk about it. Mm. Jane yields me near one more time, defeating Gore, destroying the hammer, and killing herself in the process. Gore is moved by this and uses his wish to bring his daughter back to life, who is then raised by Thor and named Love. 
So that was a very quick, this is what this movie is about. And now we can actually talk about this movie. Yay. (laughs) So how did you feel after you watched it? I want to know. We've not really talked about this at all because we don't, we like to save the conversation for you guys. I want to know what you really thought of. Sorry. Um, So I really enjoyed it. I was kind of comparing it to other movies in the sense of how I felt after I left. When I left Black Widow, I was like juiced up. I was like, yeah, I want to take on the world. Yeah. When I left Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I was confused (laughs) and like sort of like, oh, about some of the some of the things that happened with the characters. I left Thor Love and Thunder feeling like, okay, that was fun. Mm, okay. It had a lot of comedy in it, which right. you know I am always there for. It's right. the it's the Taika take on the MCU. Ooh. And he just amps up all the silliness, which I really appreciate. Um, when you talked about the cast before, there really were just those four main players throughout the entire right. thing. And even the places they go, like it it's the Shadow Realm. And New Asgard. And those are our main places. Right. So as far as following it, sometimes the MCU movies can be so big and so broad. You're like, wait, where are we now? What's happening? So this felt contained in itself. It felt fun. It felt fast. It felt heartfelt. There was love. There was thunder. There was humor. So I kind of give it two thumbs up. Oh, wow. He's just the whole review. I don't think, <laughs> right I think gate. if you're going to be going into it going like, I want a serious right. Marvel movie. I want Captain America. Like, you're not going to get that from this. Well, he's dead. Well, Sam Wilson's not. So First of all, how dare you? <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> OMG. Third of all, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, I think a lot of these movies, especially the MCU, you really have to, uh, you can't have too many expectations. Because especially if you're a fan of a lot of this stuff, you just have to trust that the vision is probably going to be a little different. But this white is, vision. <laughs> this is this person telling their vision of that, right? And if you liked Ragnarok, chances are you're probably going to like this movie. Yeah, and and Ragnarok really feels like a Bifrost. It feels like a bridge in the sense that what is it? Dark World is that the one? Yes. Dark Dark World is dark. Right, and, right, and serious tonally too. Yeah, tonally it is. Mm-hmm. And then this one is so light and fluffy, but Ragnarok kind of bridges those two things. Right. So if you're on the Thor journey, this makes sense. Yeah the the, the beginning of Thor's journey in the MCU is very. It starts off kind of Shakespearean, which feels very classic Thor, especially in the comics. As we get into Dark World, it it does feel like the comics a little bit. The story just wasn't too great. I enjoy that movie. I enjoy it for Loki and Thor and Thor and Jane. Mm -hmm. I like the relationships in that movie. That's all I see in that movie. I try not to look at Malekith at all, Mm. but I do like that. And then Ragnarok was just fun. He They reinvented the character at that point, and it really seemed that ever since they reinvented the character, Chris Hemsworth himself just feels more comfortable in Mm. that character i don't know he's just more enjoyable yeah there's something to say about thor right so like in the first thor he's figuring out what earth is he's breaking glasses bring me another you know stuff like that like as time has go on he's kind of become like this lovable oaf who's just always fighting for the right thing he's he's come to terms with humanity and emotions that come with it and now he wants to experience those things 
Yeah, he's still on. He's definitely still on that journey. I mean, ever out of everybody in the MCU, I'm gonna yeah. Every everybody in the MCU, he has consistently lost everything, mm. everything, everything, everything constantly. Like every time he's on the screen. Who is he going to lose this time? In the last one, he lost his entire home. Right. Yeah. And it, it's, I, I don't know if they made a choice to make him kind of put up this like funny, dumb jock persona as a way to cushion that or mm-hmm. how he deals with it. Right. Because ever since that started happening, that's kind of the trajectory he's been going in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just like the Taika take or <laughs> that's like. A more like deeper meaning behind it, probably because Taika's pretty smart with that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, overall, I ve- I enjoyed it. If if the mo- if I can enjoy the movie and if it's on, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll watch this. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I agree. And I think that throughout this film, like I was like actually laughing. Like I felt like I was watching a sitcom. Yeah. Like so, I don't know. I f- I feel like if people are going into it wanting a superhero superhero movie there they might be disappointed there's superheroing right but there's a lot of comedy mixed into yeah, it yeah you know i mean sure. like we it, to bring up a specific example when they go to i keep wanting to say um what is it omnipotent omnipotence city Omni- um, omnipotent city omnipotent city yes <laughs> okay because the gods are omnipotent i keep conf- like i keep almost wanting to say a word when like someone is infertile what is that word oh, in- uh, infertile <laughs> omnipotent i don't know whatever but anyway so but like when they go there they're surrounded by all these gods right and it's right. not just like you know whatever like aphrodite and whatever there's literally the god of bao which is a chinese pork bun Right. And it is a CGI pork bun that's just like Yeah. Okay. So we're we're very much talking about the Taika-ness of it. Yeah. So let's talk about Taika and him doing Thor and if this is a good sequel to Ragnarok. Because the the example you brought up, so this does have a lot of comedy in it, which is fine. I mean, that's what you can expect from it. That that bow thing, it was cute, it was fine, but Part of me was just kind of like, okay, I mean, was that necessary? That, and <laughs> like, you know, I again, if I'm there for the Taika of it, I'm enjoying it and I'm right. thinking it's really funny. But like to completely like throw a not a, I don't know if you want to even call it a character, but sure, a character in there that's computer, like you know what I mean? It's like Korg is like supposed to be part of them. He looks sort of. Although he's a rock, he looks like he's walking with them. Right. Like this bow looked like a cartoon character on the screen. Right. It wasn't it wasn't the same style of art. Exactly. Almost. So right. it felt like a cartoon, which was an interesting choice. Right. Not only have this thing, I mean, I don't know how you would make it necessarily look real. Maybe you do more like a job of the hut type just of puppet thing. Make a giant dumpling. And just put some googly eyes on <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Do a little Marcel the Shell. Oh my acting. God. Right. <laughs> But I mean, no, I, I did think it. that that was, I was like, it made me chuckle. Every time it was on the screen, I laughed, but it was like a head scratcher, I think. Yeah. Of I mean, why. It's almost like, because to me, they have Bast in there, which is the, the goddess, uh, the panther goddess, which ties directly to back Black Panther. And we've seen a still of it mm. that when they released it, 
you know what? It, it, to me, it was almost like I kind of almost would have rather have had interaction with that character mm-hmm. than the bow. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, or that I, little like gnome head. Yeah. One. <laughs> that seemed very like a um, never ending story to me. Totally. That's the, the vibe I got from that. There was a lot going on. Like in Labyrinth. That, right. In that, in that scene alone. The com- everything worked for me, though. The comedy, I was consistently smiling through this entire movie. Mm. I'm not saying the comedy was too much, because, I mean, it's, it wasn't. But do you feel like, as far as the story goes, when it needed to be serious, it was serious? When it wasn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I think that's sort of where there is a bit of a separation for me. I felt like trying to mold these two styles, because... We're dealing with some very serious things here. Right. We're we're dealing with someone who so Gore lost his daughter. The movie opens with the death of his daughter. Speaking of, the movie just starts. Yeah. Like I did I thought it was another trailer because there was nothing warning you that the movie and now was starting. Future presentation. Yeah, yeah. And it just started. I was like, oh, I think the yeah. movie started. <laughs> just in the desert. Yeah. Surprise. So yeah, it starts with this very serious thing. Uh, and then we're also dealing with Jane's cancer. Right. And the fact that every time she uses um, Mjolnir, it's basically stopping her body from fighting the cancer. She's dying. They're reconciling their love in some way. But it's very rom com y at, yeah, at but times, too. Are we able to balance? Is it a good balance? That I don't know. I feel like the oh. shift of going from hardcore comedy to these very serious moments felt um, felt abrasive. In some senses. And because it was so funny, it didn't allow you to sit with the emotion mm. too often. Mm. I think, yeah. I mean, I think it. some of the parts, I, I agree. I think the gore parts, especially in the beginning, because we weren't you know, put into the Taika take of it yet. And mm. it was very much like, this is gore. Here's his introduction. I thought it was great because it let you really sit with the character for a good like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Almost. So I felt like that was great. And some of the other moments I feel like could have probably used that same treatment. Yeah. Especially with Jane's cancer. Not, I'm not saying I wanted like most of it to be about her cancer, but the moments where they did sit with it, beautiful. It was great. Yeah. There was moments in this movie where I got teary right after they were just doing a joke. Mm-hmm. But maybe just a little bit more. It's a very quick movie. Yes, so fast. Yeah. It moves very quickly. It's just under, I think it's like an hour and 59 minutes. It's just under two hours. Again, I appreciated that though. I appreciated that it didn't feel like, you know, a three act Shakespearean play. So I like the bing, bang, boom of it. Speak for yourself. I wanted ages, ages (laughs) of dramedy. But like, I even thought when she finally dies, that was like not as emotional as it should have been. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. Uh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, 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 I agree. I mean, I think it was good, but I don't know what I was expecting. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it wasn't that. When but... we have Academy Award <laughs> nominated actors doing these parts, their emotion should come through. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, overall, I think it's not too Taika. It's not too less. It's definitely not less Taika. Whatever you're expecting. From him, if you watch what we do in the shadows, if you watch the original movie, if you watch mm. Our Flag Means Death, I mean, 
it's that. I mean, it's definitely going to have that level of comedy where it comes in threes. It's either slapsticky or it's very quippy. It's very smart and we're just visually funny. I right. think like if you go in there like wanting to just experience a Taika project, you're going to get that totally. As 100%. far as it being a sequel to Ragnarok, I still think Ragnarok is stronger. I agree. But I liked everybody in this movie. Well, yeah, this made me, I, I don't know, this felt like summer fun. Right. This felt like, ooh, a quick, like, I want to go to the movies and forget the world. Like, right. that's what this felt like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was interesting having a Thor movie without Loki. Right. Loki in it wasn't in it at all. I mean, he was played by a character in a play. Right. Which I'm loving this follow through with Taika wanting to do a reenactment of the previous Thor movies yes. <laughs> as a play. Melissa McCarthy as uh hella amazing hilarious perfect i wonder like how long it took her to do that it was like i just have to say three lines okay i'm in <laughs> she's probably in and out half a day's work but she's I, an asgardian i mean like that's crazy it's hilarious <laughs> did you notice at the end so when they all take a bow so i don't know who the actor is that played thor in the play i i know him i just but can't think of the name yeah matt damon was loki melissa right. mccarthy was um hella and but when they took about the end, I think it was like the director, quote unquote, of the play. It was her husband, Ben Falcone. Oh, I didn't even notice him. Yeah, he I was, was too to focused right. on her. Yeah. That everybody else kind of washed out. for. And me. I know Jurassic Park fans are going to just be like, boo, hiss at me because I don't. The guy who plays the main doctor in the first Jurassic Park, he plays Odin. Oh, I didn't even play. notice that. Yes. <laughs> Why don't I, I know names? That. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know his name either. Dan? Is his name Dan? It seems Dan like Dan. Dan Jurassic Park. <laughs> Dan Fossil Cretaceous. Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Done. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. We're talking about Jane a lot. I feel like we have yeah. to talk about Jane. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about Valkyrie and Korg and all of them. But let's talk about Jane. Her being Mighty Thor has been on a lot of people's radar. I mean, I think this was... In this was announced at one of the Comic Cons. Taika had her hold up Mjolnir. Oh, years, years ago. ago. Prior to that, in the comics by Jason Aaron, this is this whole movie is loosely based on Jason Aaron's run mm -hmm. of the Mighty Thor and Thor and uh, Unworthy Thor and all that. I want. I I was so excited for her to be in this movie. Natalie Portman did a great job. I personally think she did a great job in this role. She seemed like she she felt like Jane Foster, even though it literally had been like eight years mm -hmm. since they had seen each other, but a little longer than that for us. Do I think that they showed cased her being Thor enough? No. Yeah. So my question is, is in the comics, in, in this movie, it's very like, Bambi walking on right. their legs for the first time. You know, like wobbly, not so sure. In the comics, is it like that? Or is she just Mighty Thor? Not really. I mean, she is, but she isn't. The How she acts as Thor in the comics is a little more... I don't want to say confident, because she was pretty confident in the movie. She just gets, she gets it together a little quicker, mm -hmm. and she's more like Thor hit the ground running. And so we get to see her in the comic have villains go to asgard do the political circuit and asgard and all that so it's like you got to see her as actual thor and this one i felt like 
she did turn into Thor like a week ago, and then she's like having to go and do stuff. Figure it out. Right. And I mean, I thought she was great. She, the, oh my God, Mjolnir breaking this into melee pieces. Thing. Yes. Coming back together is so cool. In the comics, Mjolnir acts different with her too. Mm. There's a, there's like the mother storm or whatever they're calling it now that's inside the hammer, which is kind of like sentient. And the hammer actually likes Jane Foster and kind of acts differently with her than mm-hmm. it did with Thor. Like, it would act as almost like an extension of her, like it would fly around her and stuff and just disintegrate things while she's awesome. literally punching things. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. It was cool to see them translate that in a different way where she used the hammer differently. As like projectiles. Right, right. I yeah. do think the the lead up, so her finding out that she has cancer, talking to Eric, seeing Darcy again, which, oh, so good. So this is technically Darcy after WandaVision, which I'm very surprised she didn't even mention <laughs> I mean, I guess she wouldn't have mentioned, but well, yeah, she is at she has a chemotherapy with Jane. She was more she was more invested in the snacks that she got. I just, I you know, I was just, I just wanted like one little tiny thing because I was like, what has Darcy been doing since then? It was like, oh, I guess we'll never know. She's just working, not yet. Yeah, she's just back at the lab. (laughs) Yeah, but I think the lead up to that, I think her discovering that and then hers being like, oh, let me try the hammer because science isn't working. Great. I thought that was all great. It all made sense. Yeah. I did think it was interesting, though, that we're kind of left in the dark, in a sense, with Thor. So we we see her trying to figure out alternatives to dealing with her cancer. Right. We see her go to New Asgard. And then the pieces of Mjolnir are reacting, but then we don't see anything. And then she appears in the fight. And it's like, oh, she's mighty Thor. Yeah. I thought that, you know, I, I think a thing that's a little disappointing, though, is that we barely got to know her, and now she might not ever be again. Right. There's that big question, that end credit scene that it left. It's like, is she gone for good? I know there was like some trouble with her, like after, like on during, the set. Yeah, during the second one, and then like possibly coming back, and like uh, Patty Jenkins was supposed to do one of the Thor movies. It was like this whole big thing. Oh, interesting. So, like, part of me is wondering if like the reason why she wasn't so headlined in it was because of you know what i mean like i don't know i mean who knows what goes on behind the scenes i mean they got christian bale to act his ass off in this like natalie portman could have been in it a little more (laughs) that's all i'm saying you know yeah i know i so i don't know yeah maybe that's the whole reason why but again so i might end up repeating myself a couple times there are really fantastic elements of this movie but the flow through all of them feels hard so do you think that it was more of a there's too many different types of not genres but tones they were trying to do in the movie and like it wasn't juggled correctly yeah it it felt like a lot of like yuck yuck fighting yuck yuck Mm. oh now something really serious is happening oh but now we're laughing again but oh now yeah it's something i don't even i don't even know if it's the balance i just think the way that they stitched everything together didn't have as much fluidity as it needed yeah they said what was it that there was there's like a four-hour cut of the movie Mm -hmm. like they've had to like go back and reshoot things and like to make it make sense yeah because i do feel like there's a lot of exposition that's kind of missing not necessarily like dialogue exposition but a lot of like you know actually seeing gore kill some of those gods right you know what i mean like seeing how much of a threat he is aside from the first god we see him kill which that was menacing. That that scene was great, but 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, it was kind of like here, 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 here. Right. We got like all the parts. It just needed a little more like seasoning. And yeah. And if, if you think about it, now I feel like I'm tearing it apart, but I really did enjoy the movie. But when you're like digging down into the details, I feel like there's better things that could be done. Even all of the major fight scenes. Let's say there were four major fight scenes in all. Yeah. They were the same exact thing. Yeah, they all have hammers. <laughs> they were just shadow creatures. Right, right and, right. and that's it. Yeah. I do think they try to mix it up a little bit throughout some of them. But I mean, you're right. It's, you know, Gore summoned some of them. I did like when Gore actually fought. Right. When it was Gore and Thor fighting. It was cool. But, you know, like them fighting CGI things is kind of like, it's cool. But when the whole scene is dark and stuff, it's just like, I want to see like more. Yeah. Pew pew. Yeah. <laughs> and so we got these very cool moments of her using her shattered Mjolnir and right. um, really seeing her strength and being excited, I think, for Jane, us as the audience, knowing that she's dealing with her cancer and seeing her be this strong. You know, it's it's an, a happy moment. Seeing her go through the motions of trying to come up with a catchphrase. I loved it. What was th- the rainbow one? It said, bring the rainbow. Bring the rainbow, baby. Yeah, and she like goes away and then she <laughs> comes back and she's like, I jumped the gun on that one. <laughs> I love that. I thought that was really cute because it was it was cute to see her like be like, oh, I na- now I see what you do and now yeah. I need to come up with these fun things. You know, and maybe there's even a sense of urgency for the character to want to get as much out of this as possible because right. she knows it's really killing her. <laughs> So she wants the catchphrase. She wants as many fights as possible. She wants to get the kiss because it, these are maybe her last days. Yeah. Yeah. So Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. King Valkyrie. King Valkyrie. The most badass king in all of the MCU. Mm-hmm. What did you think of her? <laughs> I thought that. So it was interesting. I felt like for the first half of the movie, she was a main character. And then by the second half, she was a background player with Korg to Jane and Thor's romance. I kind of didn't mind that. Only in that, like, because that's kind of why we're watching it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't mind it so much, but that is a good point. I, I think, like, when I'm thinking about it, most of the scenes I think about of her are prior. Prior. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so I think the best part of Valkyrie is seeing her be king in New Asgard and, like, her. You know, she's a brilliant warrior, you know, and so she's kind of been relegated to like political things of like she looked, to shake people's hands. Yeah, she looks so enthused do doing yeah. old spice commercials <gasps> for some reason. Okay, guys, there is a few things in this movie that I loved, and that is one of them. I had to stop myself from like giggling uncontrollably for a good two minutes after that. And they did the pan flute. I was like, well, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it's it's for real product placement because yeah. <laughs> in the credits, because you know, you got to stay till the end of the credits, yeah. it literally has the jingle, the Old Spice jingle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. So this was like a partnership between Marvel and Old Spice. You know, if I want them to do more stuff like that, where they're just blatantly yeah. doing a two second commercial right in front of your face, but like be creative with it. Break the fourth wall. Look directly at me and yeah. tell me to buy Old Spice. I don't care. I won't, but I like the scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so more of good. a dove, man. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Valkyrie is badass. We see her be awesome in this. She's got her sword. She's got her two daggers. She's fully supportive of Jane. Um, oh, her and Jane. I, I mean, we can't get that now, but I wish 
she could have been Thor longer. Mm-hmm. And then like her and Valkyrie could have, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like such a cool chemistry that I wanted more of that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. What, yeah. what were your thoughts on Valkyrie in general? I love her every time. I mean, Tessa Thompson in general. I mean, I started picking up watching Westworld again because I fell way behind. Mm-hmm. And then I turned on the first episode of one of the seasons and I was like, oh, Tessa Thompson's in this? I forgot. <laughs> Let me keep watching. But she, I think the character itself is interesting because you would think that this very big warrior, very important warrior to Asgard would be more like Sif. Mm-hmm. But because of what she's gone through and because of how she's been introduced and everything, she just has this interesting way about her that like she's so confident. She's terrifying when she wins to be terrifying, but she's hilarious. She delivers lines so easily and oh, great. I mean, I loved her. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I do have to say that the in the trailer or one of the teasers, there's a scene where she like licks the sword and is like fighting. Oh, yeah. That wasn't in the movie. So Cut it. how? Why? How? Why is that one cut out? <laughs> I'm really interested in this four-hour cut of the movie. I would watch that. That's what I'm saying. This is the only four-hour cut of a superhero movie that I want. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. I would absolutely watch that because, again, I thought that this cast had such good chemistry. I thought the writing was really funny. And if the four-hour cut gives me more of the emotional peaks and valleys that I'm looking for, then I'm all for it. Yeah. The, um, the scene with Valkyrie and Jane, where Jane... They're at New Asgard and they're about to leave and Jane is in the bathroom and she breaks the sink and she's really like dealing with like, oh, this is taking a toll on me. Like, should I be going off on this adventure to do it? And then Valkyrie, it seems like they have, they've talked about it, obviously, but that connection there where she's just like, she knows that she's not going to stop her no matter what, but she encourages Jane. Like, that's why she's king. Mm -hmm. That's why she's king. Yeah. I loved it. Um, all right, let's get to the big man himself. Thor Odinson? Gore. Oh. <laughs> Trick you. We're saving Thor for last. Gore, the Godslayerson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gore. Um, hands down, best performance out of this entire movie. Christian Bale absolutely killed it for me. Yeah. I mean, I always I always have a little bit of like a chip on my shoulder because of Christian Bale after the whole debacle of him like yelling at that like person on set of one of the batman movies when they released that sound of him just being the worst so it's always hard for me to like warm up to him but i have to say that the character i enjoyed yeah and i actually thought so like we said before um i actually when when it opened up and we weren't sure that the movie actually had begun i thought we were watching a trailer for a new mad max movie oh yeah i was like what oh and is this the furiosa prequel um don't I would be so excited. <laughs> your girl. Yeah. <laughs> your girl's in that. Um, but so I actually, it was funny. Like when he gets to the god after his daughter passes away, the god is a complete dickwad. Oh, yeah. And so when he kills the god, I actually dabbed in the theater. I'm like, okay, I'm on Gore's side right now. Right. Which was interesting. Then, of course, you know, it's the the sword itself is like a cursed sword and it's got- The necro sword. The necro sword. And it's like a virus inside him. It's spread. Right. And so that's why he goes around killing all all the gods. Yeah. But so you're like, oh, okay, well, now we don't like him anymore. But for those first 10, 15 minutes, I was like, I'm on this guy's side. Yeah. I I liked him. I thought he was terrifying when he needed to be. He was formidable against two Thors and a Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. He was pretty cool. I think like aesthetically, the way he looked, 
Apparently, Taika wanted him to look that way and not more like the comic because he didn't want people associating him with Voldemort. Oh. But, I mean, the dude's like an alien with tentacles and like hooves for feet, so I... <laughs> the thing you showed me in the in the comic book, it looks like he's also wearing some sort of like thong or something like that. Oh, yeah. Gore gets down. Let's go... Th- Let's go, Gore. Yeah, he has a Gore string. <laughs> Let's go, girl. Oh, <laughs> gore. Gore. Yeah, you should. I just Let's like the song gore. too much. <laughs> I meant to say gore. I just like the song too much. Yeah, I, I think he, he was great. Christian Bell as a character was good. I definitely would put him up in my list of favorite MCU villains. He's, mm-hmm. he's pretty high up there because we've had some pretty like, eh. I don't like the ones where they're like organizations. Yeah, I agree. Where I there's like when like, they're otherworldly. Right. Well, there's like one person that represents the entire organization, and I'm like, who are you? I don't yeah. Deaver. Oh, don't <laughs> don't bring up Deaver in this. No. But as far as motivation goes, I think the motivation was good. Yeah. Like he he wanted to get to eternity. He wanted to do the wish, which I mean, to be fair, when he changed it to then bring his daughter back, it's like, did you not think of that before? Was like, that right? You were just going to kill. I mean, he was infected with the Necrosword, but still, I mean, like. That should have eh. been like number one. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. should have been like, oh, I'm just going to do this. So that way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Go, I, to, go to Thor and be like, can I use a Stormbreaker real quick? <laughs> listen, I please. Thor would have been like, all right. Um, I do wonder about his strength. So he's he's very willowy. He's he's just he's just so skinny. He's been wandering in the desert for so long. And there's one part. So as we mentioned in the synopsis, the key to him getting to eternity is that he needs to, I don't know, unlock a thing, a place. Use Stormbreaker. Yeah. And- the Bifrost of Stormbreaker, right? Right. So they're just about to escape. And he somehow pops out of a shadow and wrestles Stormbreaker from Thor's hand. And I mean, while they're in the Bifrost, that Stormbreaker created. Yeah, that I did not buy. Well, okay. If we're gonna talk about like, (laughs) I mean, if we're gonna talk about like what weapons do and what their power levels are in this movie, it doesn't make sense. There's there's so many things in this movie as far as like how the weapons work Mm -hmm. that I'm just like, I don't like. Why did they need? Zeus's lightning bolt like I guess they went there to like get the help and then they just settled for the lightning bolt but like I don't know it was just like okay it's cool it's like a it's like Yondu's red arrow thing but then it could teleport and I was like okay I yeah but what did it do what did you right. need it for like when yes no I agree <laughs> and, and also so this is the thing is that maybe this is why we need the longer cut because they go to omnipotent city and then they're sitting there and they're like oh that's what we need. Right. We need the lightning bolt. Why? Did they know? Okay. Did they know at this point that? No, they didn't know that Storm. No. I think they did. No. No. They didn't know that Stormbreaker was the key. Nope. No, not yet. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was they went there for this, but then settled for this. I mean, that's what I have to chalk it up to just to right, be like, I that get, makes sense. Sure. I guess if the leader of all the gods. Has a weapon. It's has like, a we- let's use that. Exactly. Yeah. It's just fine. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Necrosword's cool. I mean, it's gone. Seems like so is Mjolnir again. Mjolnir yeah, went bye bye. Yeah, what happened to the the sword? It went inside Mjolnir. Remember when she? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And they broke it. it. Yeah, they yeah. broke it, and then the pieces brought it 
into itself and then smooshed that it. That was confusing. Why? I don't know. I remember watching it being like, wait a minute, what? So they like, like, okay, this is how I remember the scene. I could be wrong. Comment below if, if I'm wrong, which I'm probably not. But <laughs> just kidding. Welcome to my life. Yeah. <laughs> so Jane comes back after using the hammer again when she's not supposed to use it as the one last act of heroism. The th- uh, Thor moves his sword to where most of the weight or most of the mass of the sword is up. She throws. Breaks it. Yeah, Mjolnir breaks it. And then the pieces of Mjolnir grab the pieces of the Necroblade. And it smushes it in, when it's trying Mjolnir. to reform, right? Yeah. And then the power of that just... And then she wow. smashes it down? It just... I I don't remember that part, but I just remember Mjolnir is yeah. also destroyed, and so is the Necrosword. This is, this is more and more starting to feel like one of those things that the less you think about the details, the better off you are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think that's... <laughs> I mean, we're talking about fictional gods and like all this type of stuff. So it's like, I feel like there's some level of like, okay, yeah, yeah, it makes sense that the lightning bolt could teleport him. Can should we talk about the bearer of the lightning bolt? Mm-hmm. So we're so. Oh, you want to talk about Zeus? I want to talk about Zeus. Baby cakes. <laughs> Played he by Thor. Baby cakes. Baby, listen, he's Zeus. He's all about the orgies. <laughs> baby cakes. Oh my god. Ooh. Yikes. So played by Russell Crowe, who plays so like, good. a very <laughs> ridiculous kind of like, you know, drunk with power, but also super lazy Greek god. He doesn't have, he just has to sit there and drink and eat grapes and fuck a lot. That's all he, <laughs> like, I mean, that's all he wants to do. Amen. What did you say? You saw in the credits that the people around him, what were they called? Zeus's boys? Oh, like Zeus's hot boys or something yeah, Zeus- like that. <laughs> Oh, I wish I would have remembered. It's so funny. If you look at the credits, like the extras that were with people are named really ridiculous things. I yeah. feel like Taika did that. Oh, well. absolutely. He's, He's like, like, bring on Zeus's hot boys. It's yeah. <laughs> hilarious. I I personally liked it. He could have went one or two directions with playing Zeus. And he went for the really Greek, really absurd, yeah. barrel chested, bad haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I agree. No, I loved it. And I think that we needed that motivation to not like him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So he basically is a dillweed. And his whole thing is that, look, look, we're the gods of the universe. And our jobs are to look over only our people. Which seems really stupid, but fine. And meanwhile, you got Thor running all over the place helping everyone. Excuse me. Hi. Hello. (laughs) This is also the scene where you see the buns. Oh, Thor's butt cheeks. Yeah. Yeah, you also... Oh, the tats. Yeah, okay, so, 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 the wonderful people on social media from the time that we saw this to now, I did see because I unmuted a lot of the Thor smart, smart. Somebody zoomed in, I guess they're taking pictures in the movie theaters, Ooh. there's a, like, a parchment scroll on his back as well, and it has all the names of people that he's lost, and Natasha and Tony are on there too. No. Yeah. He's going to have to make it a little bigger to add Jane. Oh, you no, he's getting a whole just a mural a of her face on his chest. For Jane. <gasps> Give me a break. She's stuck on the parchment. If he's I got, love that. If if he's if most of his back piece is dedicated to Loki, you know he's got to do something better for Jane, the love of his life. It's just her full body tattooed on the front of his body. And she's grabbing <laughs> 
Mjolnir, but Mjolnir is his penis. Come on. <laughs> no, That's no. That's it. No. Yeah. Her arms go with his arms, but it's yeah. like, it's two size. So like her arms stop like mid forearm. <laughs> and <gasps> that'd be scary. I don't like that. <laughs> Maybe Sorry. a chest piece. Yeah, it a has sleeve. to be something. What if it's just like a little beaker? Beaker what, glass. What if it says the mighty Thor? Oh, that would make me cry. Yeah. Where's he getting these tattoos from? Uh, maybe. I mean, he's been Rocket. all over. He's, oh, for sure. I mean, he's been all over the galaxy. <laughs> That's true. Been all over with the Guardian. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But Zeus, Zeus is cool. I think that, <laughs> back to Zeus, this whole scene was kind of cool. It just showed, it expanded the um, cosmos a little bit. Mm-hmm. For the MCU, the ever-expanding cosmos would just keep getting further and further and all these other people. But I did like it because it's setting up for a future Thor, future conflict. Yes. So it made it less of like just a joke type thing and more of like, okay, I think this is going to be around for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I liked it too. I mean, the scene was really fun. I, I spent a lot of my time sort of like, where's Waldoing it? Just trying to see what all the different gods looked like. Right. I love stuff like that. They had a lot of fun with it, as we mentioned, with the sort of gnome head and the <laughs> bow god. And it was, it was a great scene. Ridiculous, but great. Ridiculous. Um, they do eventually get his lightning bolt. Why we're not really sure. Still. To throw it through his chest, so then he can send Hercules after them. <laughs> okay, so mid credit scene one. <laughs> I mean, why not? Why tiptoe around it? We have. I mean, we're talking about Zeus. We might as well talk about his son. <laughs> so he didn't die no. after the lightning bolt went through his chest. He's actually his his ladies that he has are cleaning up the wound. And we realize that he's talking to someone to basically get vengeance. Right. And it turns out it's his son, Hercules, <gasps> who is played by Brett Goldstein. He's here. He's, here. he's every fucking where. Oh, wait. No, that's not it. Yeah. Oh, is, is it? it? No. Yeah. From Ted Lasso. Roy Kent. Roy Kent from <laughs> Ted Lasso. We're really mucking this up tonight. I had it in my head all day. And then when it came to perform, it just. I understand that. You guys um, know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. <gasps> So he looks like he's been working out. Yeah. How tall is he? I have no idea. Doesn't really matter, but I'm just curious. I don't know. Maybe he has some Greek heritage. Maybe. Uh, you know, because he's a Greek god. <laughs> Does Russell Crowe? Well, no. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Imagine if it's I like 1 16th. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how Australia works. I don't know. Well, it's a lot like America where it was colonized, colonized by yeah. white people. Yeah, so... story of the world yeah but that's super exciting yes that that is really exciting i love hercules in the comics he's ridiculous he's great but it's interesting them introducing him in the mcu as maybe a villain yeah to thor or at least like a antagonist it might be like a valkyrie and thor situation where they kind of like butted heads at first and then they have to work together that's exactly what i was thinking there might be a common enemy zeus oh his own father yeah his own father you know it it isn't so i'm interested sort of i feel like we keep getting these mid-credit scenes um we got this in eternals where they like introduce this like random new character and it's played by someone who you're like wait what yeah like when harry styles popped up it's kind of like that's so random yeah you know and you're like they keep those secret yeah yeah they're introducing these characters we got Star Fox, Clea. And Hercules 
in the last three movies. Yeah. Or in whatever. In the last <laughs> end credit scenes where they introduce characters. And these are not like, they're not throwaway characters. They're mm-hmm. pretty big characters. Yeah. Is it possible? And I know the answer is probably no. But I feel like we're so lost right now. I, I feel like because all of those first phases led up to the Avengers and Infinity War and Endgame, like we're we're always thinking that they're going to be coming to something else, some other big cataclysmic thing. But they is are. it possible that for a while they're just going to be existing in their own lanes? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think for like a phase, they do that because they're kind of doing that. Mm-hmm. But after this phase ends and we go on to like phase five, we're going to know what's happening. And it, it just has to because what's the point? You know what I mean? What's the point of having this big connected universe? Mm-hmm. And then they just don't. I mean, that's what I personally think. Yeah. I mean, I will say that I was expecting at least one more person from an other franchise oh yeah to pop up. yeah this was definitely more this was standalone yeah which we, was kind of nice it was we got the guardians right. in in the first bit oh my god like, oh someone else is gonna pop up but then can we they didn't can we talk about the guardians for like two seconds yeah perfect amount of time in the movie yeah they looked weird they looked tired <laughs> i felt like that they just couldn't get wait to get rid of thor yeah <laughs> No, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, aesthetically, the way it looked, I was like, this looks different. Like, they look different. Didn't you think that? They look different, and they had, first of all, (laughs) I'm going to be in such big trouble. I can't remember anyone's names right now. I'm so sorry. Cyborg Girl. Oh, my God. Karen Gillan. Oh, you remember her real name, but you don't remember Nebula. Nebula. (laughs) Oh, my God. You could barely see her. I felt like she was cloaked in darkness the entire time. That's how she likes it. All right, fine. I did like when she like screamed at them when she like walked by. Hilarious. That was great. Um, I also thought, oh my gosh, I'm in so much trouble. Oh my god, let me just say so, the roster before you go in. Antenna further. girl. Mantis. Mantis. Are you <laughs> She had a jewel. That was new. She had <laughs> a jewel god. in between her little antennae. <laughs> uh-huh. So that was There was also Mr. Tree. <laughs> well, I know him. Groot. Oh, my God. Teenage Groot, who had a lot of um, mm. attitude. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Rocket is was the same. Delightful. Peter Quill was fine. I did think that their purpose in the movie was fulfilled within the first five minutes, which is great. Mm-hmm. He set Thor on that path to yeah. figure his shit out. What did, what did he say? He wanted to figure out how to be shitty with somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's That was a purpose. I thought that was perfect. That was like the extended universe cameo that we needed it explained where he went after endgame that's it mm-hmm. who's done i think it was good i that's it yeah i mean that's fine mm-hmm. you know i i'm glad they weren't in it more Agreed. than what i was assuming they were in it for yeah yeah i thought it was going to be a lot more of the journey i do like though that sort of thought of sometimes life gets shitty and yeah. you just have to work through it and you know? be shitty with someone yes so yeah. sitting by a tree and meditating unfortunately cannot solve all of your problems you just have to work through it didn't he say was it him or jane where they were like i tried meditating it made me angrier yes it just made me more angry. i looked at derek and i was like i get it yeah, <laughs> yeah trying to do yoga with noah is not something that is actually possible no because i also need to know why 
yes, I, I learned to, that. I need to know the things. I need to know what it's supposed to do. I need to know who invented it. I'm annoying. <laughs> Sorry, but that's why we don't do yoga together. <laughs> Just move with me. He's like, why is it called that? What is that? I'm like, you're not. You're not. There's a test later and I need to pass this, it. You know what? Teach. Teaching Noah <laughs> yoga is more of a test for the teacher. <gasps> there you go. Than it is for Noah. I'm perfect student because I'm the worst That's student. That's exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> okay, so I think we've talked about everyone in the movie, but let's get to our title character. Thor. Thor. It's the Thor movie in the Thor franchise. This guy's got all the puns tonight. Yeah, that's you. You're I was drinking. Guy. I thought you were going to sing longer. But there was fine. a very audible like glurp. I don't know if they heard it. Probably it gonna, it's probably going to get edited out. It was. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So Thor, we, we've tiptoed a little bit about this big, this big jack of a guy that has a big heart that is now empty and full, empty and full, empty and full. I still really enjoy Thor. I think that when he's with a team, when he's not the titular character. I feel like he's different mm-hmm. and that could be just the director or whatever, but I yeah. feel like you do have to take some of the essence of the character with it. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it necessarily, but I Which like, way do you want the essence to go? You know, I like it. I like both of them, but I feel like I always, you know, you don't get that, that Ragnarok or love and thunder Thor whenever he's with everybody else. Yeah. So I wish there was just a little more of that because I do feel like as far as the movies go, this is a good interpretation of the character. Yeah, you know, I agree. And I was really thinking about sort of my overall perception of all of the different franchises within the MCU. And I kind of think Thor is my favorite. Whoa, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so out of Captain America, Tony Stark, Thor, Ant-Man. Right? He technically counts. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, Tony Stark and Captain America, they're so serious. Right. Ant-Man is fine. You know, big, small, big, small, big, small. No, like, <laughs> this is more to <laughs> His movies are great. No, they are. They okay, are. Okay, I'm okay, very okay. excited for the... You just mean as a character. Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania. Yeah. Um, but th- <laughs> something about Thor, I like right. the supporting characters. I like the godly aspect of it i like the fun of these last two movies even dark world i think had some fun moments in it i think i was very surprised because i don't think derek and i had watched dark world together and as if you follow us on social media you'll see that we did like a rewatch of a thor movie and we watched that one and i was like he was like oh should we do a rewatch of thor before we start and i was like i don't really want to watch the first one the first one's fine but it's just very different from all the other ones mm-hmm. and it's just i don't vibe with it and i was like we could start with the second one and he's like i like that one and i was like no fucking way how did i marry you and known you this long and i didn't know that you liked dark world because nobody else does i like dark world well <laughs> you know so when noah and i first started talking long distance i made it a mission for myself to watch all the MCU movies. He's trying to impress me. To try and impress you and to try and show that like I'm into what you're into and I want to know about it. And so I... Little did he know how many there were. 
Little did I know that I would be doing a podcast with you for two <laughs> years about many of the properties. Um, thank goodness I watched those things. Right. But I had watched a whole bunch of the beginning ones, and then I kind of fell off. And then I picked it up again with Thor Dark World, not realizing that I had seen that already. Oh. So I'd seen it twice. Again, enjoyed it. Watched it the other day. Enjoyed it again. Yeah. But I, I can't help but wonder, is it because I enjoy the thorness of it all? Yeah, I, I think him as a character, he's really interesting. And if you look at all four, I was going to say Thors, <laughs> all, all, Thors. Four, all four of his movies, he doesn't necessarily have that Shakespearean feel to it like the first one does. He doesn't even talk the same way that he did in Agreed. the first one, yeah. which is fine. I'm totally okay with that. But it always goes back to kind of how the monarchy works. It goes with being with the people, what's best for the people. All of those themes are throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And as long as you have that and then you have a bunch of the Norse gods or other gods in it, you're going to have a great Thor movie. Yeah. Because it's endless almost. I mean, they haven't even gotten into some of his other love interests because <sighs> there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. Don't I know think it's going to happen. I do want to bring up his um, his fights or at least his um, Stormbreaker being jealous of how Thor is thinking of Mjolnir. When that fucking big axe <laughs> slowly yeah. came into the scene <laughs> when he's talking to Korg. That was so funny and so good. Yeah, see, <laughs> there's things like that were so clever. They played around with so much, like really, truly make th making them like sentient beings who have feelings. Right. It was hilarious. And they, they did that bit mm, two or three times. It was funny every time. It was funny every time. Yeah. And how he would like try and talk to Mjolnir, like, hey, what's up? Yeah. It's like his two exes got together. Oh, yeah. Oh, crazy. Devastating. Okay, so if you had to pick between either one of them, which one would you do? Mjolnir or Stormbreaker? Stormbreaker. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. It's huge. Okay. <laughs> I want a big giant axe. Okay. That creates its own Bifrost. Well, that is pretty cool. I like the way it looks. I like that it's part of Groot. Which is cool. Well, and you want Mjolnir? I do. Well, I good. Want we won't fight. No, we won't. Beautiful thing. I thought we were about to fight. No. That was easy. No, I, I just always, you know, as a bigger guy growing up, I just always knew if I were in some sort of, you know, RPG party. You'd be a two wielding two-handed weapon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just the big guy that swings big things. You might be not like, be the fastest, but. I mean, as far as what you're describing, I'd say you'd be like a monk or barbarian yeah yeah our wows are two very different things mine is world of wonder which is what produces <laughs> drag race yours is world of warcraft i was talking about dungeon and dragons <laughs> classes but that's fine oh i was <laughs> picturing i don't know Noah's always showing me the cool designs of the characters He's like these characters are pandas yeah. i'm like whoa awesome me and my best friend we play we play an online game because she lives in south korea and i live here and the only time, you know, we do think we always play games and stuff. So we talk to each other and play games until like three in the morning, which is her like three in the afternoon or I something know. like that. Not fair. Kayla. She just goes and hangs out the rest of the day. <laughs> she has a whole day ahead of her. Yeah. I'm like, I need to go to sleep. I got work. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So Thor's journey. It's definitely not over. We got that title card at the end. Thor will return. Don't know in what, but mm. Hercules is going to be in there for sure. Definitely. 
hopefully, I guess that is setting up for a fifth. Well, they, ha- I mean, Thor movie, right. not like he's just going to appear in something else. That's what it made. That's what it seemed like to me. It felt very much in the lines of the Loki season two thing. This was like Thor will return. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's true. All right, we can't not. We have to talk about the reason why this movie is called what it's called, and then also the most I don't know heartwarming, sweetest thing in this entire movie. How he takes Gore's daughter and raises the daughter as his own. Not even that. Guys, guys, guys. Calls her love. Just like, okay, this is really sweet. She doesn't like, what did they call him? Flappy cakes? Flappy cakes, Or something like that. Oh my god, this whole scene. Just seeing Thor. This is what he needed. He needed to be loved. He wanted to be loved and to share that love. He's just a big lovey guy and yeah. he just needed something to put it in and then this little girl needs somebody to do that and then this is what happened and it's called love and thunder because <laughs> and the Guys. most heartwarming part is that the actress that plays love oh, is yeah. his daughter in real life yeah india yeah and she's so cute yeah and this final so the final scene we see of them in some sort of spaceship home somewhere on the beach yeah he is like i don't know he's like making her breakfast he puts her shoes on he ties her shoes and it's just so sweet because he actually talks about his kids a lot in interviews he loves being a father right and so to see him acting with his daughter doing these very fatherly things these very parenting thing it's so sweet it wasn't and, acting. He was just being with exactly, his daughter having fun. Exactly. Like, and they really have a good chemistry together. It's so cute. I mean, what is she? Probably like nine or eight, nine or ten. Yeah, or she's like little. That. Yeah, it was yeah. so sweet. He gave her Stormbreaker. Oh, it's just, it's so cool. And across the universe, they're known as Love and Thunder. As soon as that was said, I was like, oh, you bastards. That's why it's called Love and Thunder. Not just because there is love in the movie and, and also thunder. thunder, but because it's them my god so good so good can we just quickly we can talk as much as we want all right i just know it's again i'm just trying to stay hydrated um (laughs) the gay stuff yes all the queer stuff oh my god why are we waiting until the end to talk about this hopefully you've stuck around this long to hear us talk about the queer representation in this because it happened there is queer stuff in it and i love it yeah so there's there's a lot of talk about valkyrie and her loving her well what do they call them like her well they're her sisters her sisters but they're not really sisters no 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 no. Okay. they're like warriors yeah but they're they have a sisterhood right okay essentially yeah yeah, yeah. and no. so the love that she had with them and we also find out that korg comes from a same-sex parent household um, and he himself dylan was it Derek? no dustin <clears throat> It was a D. It was a D. Dan. No. I want somebody in this movie Dustin. to be called Dan. Dan, love and Daryl? That sounds like a type I of name. I remember. Anyway, he, he has a little rock mustache. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. And the way that rock babies are made is that- The Corgians. The Corgians. <laughs> they go into a volcano and they hold hands for a really long time. Over fire. Over fire. Lava. Lava. And, then, yeah. and then a little baby's there. That's sweet. Yeah. See, gay people can make babies. Suck yeah. it. <laughs> it reminded me very much of gay penguins. <laughs> yeah. It was sweet. I think overall, like joking aside, never 
actually joking aside, but joking aside, I feel, do you feel, I have to ask this because we were talking about our thoughts and feelings yeah, yeah. on this. Do you feel that Marvel is moving in the right direction? Do you feel that they're still too cautious? I mean, like, what do you feel? Yeah, moving in the right direction, sure. But I don't know. It just, so Eternals, I felt like was a bigger step. Fastos. Yeah, Fastos. Actually, Family, kid. Exactly. Yeah. Kissing. Seeing the relationship on screen. Kissing. A main character, sort of. You know, <laughs> but it's like when, when it's this thing of like, I don't know, does it feel token in a sense to be like, oh, yeah, and my dad's gay, who you've never met and well, known about at all. Well, so that that's mm. a good point. So there, I feel like, and this is where, you know, Derek and I are obviously in the queer community, and this is where we talk about representation matters, but good representation matters. Not if if I go to the bathroom and come back and I miss the right. queer representation, yeah. I don't think that that was good representation. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I don't know if it's necessarily, in my eyes, it's not, in. there is good and bad representation. But I think what the caveat here is substantial representation. Right. So, like you said, if it's a throwaway line, if it's off-screen weirdom, right. right? What is that doing for us? I do. I do want to say in not in their defense, but just to point out, because I don't want to obviously defend people that are still too scared to just be like, "This person is gay." Have a kiss on screen. Yeah. You know? The last, I believe, through what came out before Doctor Strange was it Eternals, Spider Man. Oh, it's Spider-Man. Okay, so whatever. So <laughs> the other, like... <laughs> whatever. No, because I'm thinking in my head, so three big major movies that we've had, Eternals, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, and Love and Thunder have all had queer representation, mm-hmm. and not so much as just a throwaway line, but actually having the characters in mm-hmm. the movie for longer than two seconds. You know, America Chavez is LGBTQ. They didn't really talk about it in the movie, which is fine, because she's a kid. Yeah. but. I feel like if Taika's going to be in it, he's going to have more queer representation because sure, sure. he likes that type of thing. But yeah. I, I, I am still just waiting for a little more. With Hercules being introduced now, Taika has now introduced three openly LGBTQ characters into the MCU alone. Valkyrie, Korg, and Hercules. I'm here for it. I mean, let him just do like a gay Avengers. <laughs> Something. Give me the rainbow Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's there. It's coming. It's just not fully there. It's not coming out though. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, Loki's also bisexual, which is cool. Oh, but... yeah. He said that. <laughs> he said it. A little bit of both. Right. That's it. Okay. Got it. And then he kissed himself. Oh. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so overall, okay, so as far as the Thor movies go. How many hammers do you give it? I was going to say, where do you rank them? Because oh, there's only four. Them? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Hey, when you spring these things on me. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say. Every time we do talk about movies, I, talk, I do it. You know I like to think about things. Well, but it's fine. instant reaction. Okay, number four oh. is the first one. Thor. Thor. <laughs> Number three. Oh no, I don't know. I feel like they're so different. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna put Ragnarok one, Love and Thunder two, mm. Dark World three. So base yeah. That's then, literally my ranking. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Ragnarok, it's not that it was necessarily better than Love and Thunder. It was just tighter. It was tighter, and I felt like... Jeff Goldblum was in it. Yeah, the story (laughs) just felt, yeah, tighter, more cohesive. Yeah. This felt like they were kind of slap-dashing things together. Also, two thumbs up for Loki being in it. I know he obviously didn't have a choice to put Loki in this one, but, you know, I always always like Loki being with Thor. We saw Loki in this one. We saw all three times that he died. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's true. <laughs> yeah, the the beginning of after the gore scene, it's uh, basically Korg narrating Thor. Loki, Thor's life <laughs> and basically just like running down the list of people that have died. Yeah, that's fun. But I'm so happy that Thor has found love. I love that this character is all about love. Okay, so she doesn't have... At this age in his life as an Avenger, active Avenger, he doesn't have kids in the Mm. comics. He Mm. does like way later when he's like King Thor or whatever. He doesn't have him in the comics. So this character is like new. Is she going to like, like, is she going to be in like young Avengers slash champions type thing? You know what? They keep introducing kids. Yeah. They have powers. I want that team coming. Yes. That's going to be freaking amazing. Imagine finally do it. Little girl. Who is also Chris Hemsworth's real daughter, <laughs> having purple lasers from the eyes and a giant. <laughs> the Hemsworths are going to be making bank off oh my of God. Disney Marvel. We need to stop letting siblings just control franchises. <laughs> <laughs> they spread and they're just like, I'll take Hunger Games, I'll take the MCU. <laughs> Let's go. Let's yeah. do this. That yeah. third one, they got to get him in something. Yeah. Okay. So I, I would give this a solid four out of five. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Four Thor hammers out of five. <laughs> yes. Agreed. <laughs> I th- thoroughly enjoyed Thor Love and Thunder. Ah, fun. I like that. Yeah. Let us know what your thoughts were. I mean, I hope this was fun for you. It's always fun discussing these types of things and getting it all out in the open, really oh, working through our problems. Can breathe. <laughs> all right. Well, until <gasps> we have final. The f- the finale of Miss Marvel. I was going to say WandaVision. Wow, my mind went way back. Wow. <laughs> but that will come out Friday. This coming Friday. What a week. Oh, my God. You guys get two episodes in one week. Book then... ending a bite up. And then we got a Patreon episode coming out. Patricians, look out. Yeah. I mean, all right. We love you. Love you guys. <laughs> love and thunder you guys. <gasps> cool. Thanks for listening to A Bite Of. Artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at a bite of pod and on Facebook at a bite of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at a bite of pod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on a bite of. Bye. Bye.